Indigenous entrepreneurs, it's our time to shine. Powwow Pitch is all about supporting powwow vendors to grow their reach while celebrating our diverse Indigenous culture through trade. Visit shopify.com forward slash powwow pitch today to sign up for a 60-day free trial to trade more with each other and the world. Entrepreneurship and innovation have always been an integral part of Indigenous ways of life. And today, this is inspiring sustainable and transformational solutions. To learn more about how RBC supports Indigenous communities and businesses, visit rbc.com forward slash Indigenous. Small businesses are the foundation of our communities. That's why MasterCard has invested in tools to support small business owners as they grow their business. With MasterCard tools and resources, you can increase sales by shortening checkout time, broadening your customer base, and tapping into new opportunities to increase customer loyalty. So get started. Discover all the ways MasterCard can help guide, grow, and protect your business at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. Welcome everyone to the Powwow Pitch Podcast, a show empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs. I am your host, Sunshine Quem Tenasco, and I'm an entrepreneur from Kitagon Zibi Anishinaabe. I got my entrepreneurial start on Dragon's Den selling baby moccasins, and today I'm the creator of Powwow Pitch and Her Braids a children's book author, a water protector, a mom, and an advocate of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Each year, Powwow Pitch supports thousands of Indigenous entrepreneurs to tell their stories. I launched this podcast to grow the reach of our entrepreneurial wisdom connected to our rich culture and deep roots as Indigenous people. On this podcast, I interview some of the most successful Indigenous entrepreneurs, makers, and creators to share their stories, learnings, and wisdom to lift us all. The Powwow Pitch Podcast is a production of Powwow Pitch, syndicated through the Startup Canada Podcast Network and co-presented by RBC, Shopify, and MasterCard, with the support of an entire ecosystem of partners committed to the success of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Every few weeks, we drop a new episode, so be sure to subscribe to the Powwow Pitch podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to the Powwow Pitch podcast. Also, be sure to visit us at powwowpitch.org to sign up for our newsletter to get in on the loop about support, resources, funding, and opportunities for Indigenous entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show. Today, we're lucky to be speaking with Jen Harper, the founder, the CEO of Cheekbone Beauty Cosmetics, Inc. 
She's a superhero. She's an indigenous icon. She's an Anishinaabe woman and a member of the Northwest Angle Number 33 First Nations in Kenora, Ontario. Jen's business, Cheekbone Beauty, is all about promoting indigenous representation in the beauty industry while putting sustainability first. So we're going to talk about some of Jen's experiences over the last few years being vulnerable in business and sticking with your values even when it's hard and what it really means to lean into the support of your community's success. So let's get started. Um, Quay Jen, thank you for coming back. Uh, it's good to have you back on the Powell Pitch podcast. What's new? It's been two years since uh, your first interview here on the Powell Pitch podcast. How has it been? Oh my goodness. I can't believe it's been two years. Like that's I know. like, where does time go? I feel, feel like it's moving so quickly. Um, so much has happened, but yeah. And thanks for having me back. I'm always excited to talk to you, sunshine. I am too. Um, you know, I, your name comes up all the time I'm, and it's probably me bringing it up, but like cheekbone really has been, uh, one of the front running indigenous brands and businesses. So looking back from when you started, um, how do you feel today at your, about your progress and what you've been up to? Yeah. Like aside from being tired, <laughs> yeah. like I feel like I'm always tired because there's always something happening. There's always an issue, a fire to be put out. Um, but it, it, it really does bring me as a, as a, as a human so much joy. I feel really joyous to have this job and to have created literally mm -hmm. a career for myself and, and, and our, our team here at Cheekbone Beauty. And that feels good. And then mm -hmm. it's work that I feel good about. I wasn't happy in my career that I had left in, in the food world. So being able, and I think the realization of like, yeah, you really can change your life if that's the choice you make and, and that it is truly possible to sort of be the director in your own movie or your your own story, um, that that's possible. Mm -hmm. And then it is mind-blowing to think this little idea starting in this corner of my basement with like next to no money um, has grown into what it has grown into and, and sort of the, I think the path that we're in about to embark on. I feel like we're still a startup and mm. that um, this year is the year that we've actually sort of launched beyond startup because of these big partnerships that we have with Sephora Canada and then the 13 Loon JCPenney partnership in the United States. So going into 600 stores there and then the 50 more doors here in Sephora Canada and growing our SKU line with Sephora Canada. So it's been a process. I've learned so much. I've made so many mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, and but it still feels good it, despite all of the challenges and the tears and the, there's been lots of tears and emotional roller coasters, but it, it still feels really good. Like I'm so happy to have this as my job. Mm. You know what I just love that you just said is like you started with, I still feel like a startup and then proceeded to say like, Oh, 600, this and six, like you're in like mainstream now, like you're breaking through that and you still feel like a startup. And I, I love that you say that. And I sort of want to, I guess, go a little bit more into that because that's exactly how I feel. 
Like, and we were just talking before we jumped on here officially about like, oh, you're fancy. No, you're fancy. We're both fancy because now we're sitting here in uh, like a very professional studio having this recording and doing all the things. And it's still like, no, I still feel like I'm just getting started. Like, how did we even get here? Um, so maybe if you can tell, like, why do you feel like that? Why do you still feel like a startup? Yeah, I think that's just the reality of life. Like we don't know a lot of things and that there's always so much more to learn. And I think building a business, whether it's a CPG business or, you know, a not-for-profit or a service-style business, I feel like there's just in every industry, there's so much more to learn. And if you mm. aren't, if you don't feel like that, I think that would be scary. I th I think you, that's when you realize, you know, like did, did blockbusters say, oh yeah, we are comfortable. We are good. Like, mm. look what we have built. Um, <laughs> so I think like, if you're not feeling like you're just getting started or there's so much more to do and learn, that could be like a, a red flag now when I look back like I feel like it's always going to be this way like we talk about this internally as a team and if people join our team and need the the comfortable nine to five where there's no stress and they just get mm -hmm. to, to not worry about anything I'm like this is the wrong company for you because <laughs> that that doesn't yeah. exist here there's always going to be the what the unknown like we've never launched into 600 doors before we've never grown to this mm. capacity with Sephora Canada so that's all new challenges and and you know the the our whole team has to be ready for that and I think you know you we didn't know this back then sunshine right. when we were starting yep. these things like we had no idea so it's the I think the further you go down the path you just realize that the problems just get bigger someone said yep. to me a while back and I couldn't remember who it was they're like it's all just a numbers game the more popular you get the more hate comments you're gonna get the mm. more and, oh. and not I'm just like throwing that out there because that's part of the, if you're on social media that's gonna happen and you just you know like a duck like you let it slide off whatever that's life in the world of the social media realms now um but if the bigger you get the there's always some uh the the forces and everything around you gets bigger as well mm -hmm. and like you you don't know what you don't know like that's as simple as that and I also feel like as much as it feels scary like come on I can't even imagine having to get a product into 600 stores like and that's not like one product that's like a whole it's, brand you, I think I think we did it. It's like, it's 80, over 80,000 units. <laughs> so, See? Yeah. Like, and we physically touch all of those units here at Cheekbone Beauty, whether it's putting something in a box, putting a label on something, putting our palettes together. So you think we're a small team and now all of a sudden we have to prepare that. Yeah. PO. It's taken us a long time to, to, to do that and, and to be able to figure out, okay. And you know, you learn where you're making mistakes stakes and where there's holes in your in your systems and processes and where you have to figure out how to do things far more efficiently not for the the sake of your own sanity but for everybody on the team like how can we just make this better yeah no dude it makes me want to almost puke thinking about it like I'm trying to put myself in your shoes and I'm like yeah I think, that's, I think I've yeah. felt that way for like the last four months. I want to puke every day. We're like, what yeah. is happening? <laughs> yeah. Like it's scary, but at the same time, like you've been called to this too. And, and really at any given point, you can say done, finished, and that's going to be it. But like you've been called into this role and you've legit stepped up 
to the plate in so many ways. And like so many people look up to you. It's crazy. Rightfully so. But like, like really they like shouldn't. oh my no that no no I don't I'm know shaking I'm you right now any more yeah. than anyone else it's just yeah. I think I'm a I'm a bit of a nut when it comes to like okay like uh, I don't know and now like you just said someone asked me at an event I was at on Sunday they're like what is your biggest fear mm. and I said failing for my community not for mm. me like Jen Harper has come to mm. terms with what if cheekbone beauty is not successful what if this is a big mistake going into 600 stores and we've just blown it? you know what you yeah so imagine the the inventory costs right sunshine yep. to, to prepare for that PO and yep. take that risk and then you're waiting for people to pay you because not everyone pays you when they're supposed to and you have cash flow and you have payroll to meet and all of these things and so I'm like okay if Jen Harper fails then I'm okay with that because Mm -hmm. I've that was the decision when I decided to make this a a job and make this a brand and company that Mm -hmm. I was comfortable with it not working out should anything bad happen like I'm internally okay with that I I know I went and I did my best but I got super emotional because I'm like but the flip side is oh my goodness I would not want to let down our community right like Mm. that weight of having now this succeed because I know how many people want it to just as much as we do here as a team but our our all of our like so many first nations that I've had the opportunity to meet and visit and communities and just individuals at different events I'm like oh my goodness like wow, you know, not only is it exciting to meet, you know, I'm not, I don't ever want to name people, but I'm just, we'll come up with the name Jane because it's, 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 it's a boring yeah. common name, but like meeting yeah. Jane last week at the event that comes from this First Nation community who's been waiting to come meet and mm. um, Cheekbone Beauty and learn something from them for a long time. It's like, oh boy, I don't want to let that person down. Yeah. I know what you mean because like, yeah, that's how I felt with Kwemi's baby moccasins. I was like, and it was such, such such a smaller scale than cheekbone, but like, that's how I felt. And like, I really appreciate because like, obviously indigenous entrepreneurs are the people who listen to this podcast and like, they're thinking that in what they're doing now. And just, it, I think it sort of affirms that like, no matter what like level, and I'm doing the air quotes, no matter what level you're at, like those feelings are still there. And it just at becomes every level, at the every same. single yeah. level. And it's, that's what makes entrepreneurship special. It's like, okay, breathe like, fuck it. We're doing it. Next step. Like, breathe. Fuck it. Next step. Different than I did from that time we met in Thunder Bay. And I didn't even have like barely a website yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel any different as a person or as an entrepreneur. Surely I've learned so many things. And now I feel like, oh, I can accomplish that task because I made Mm -hmm. that huge mistake and learned my lesson over there. Like, but internally, I don't feel any different. I feel the same way about my community and the ones that I'm doing this for as Mm -hmm. I did in, in in that, you know, 2017 as, as I do now. And so those feelings, like you just said, that never changes. Right. Yeah. And like when we met that, like, I don't know, I feel like that's just how you are as a person and human and, and, and is why you've become a leader, whether it's intentional or not, but like you've been very vocal and been very vulnerable about your 
your healing journey and being an entrepreneur and managing energy and burnout and all that stuff and your healing process through entrepreneurship. So like, have you always been this vulnerable? How, like, how did that come out? Cause it's so helpful. Oh, thanks. Um, I remember when I was still really sick and battling with my addiction that I would pay attention to like this odd person pot, like totally. I was in the food industry back then. So it was this chef. And I think everyone knows him now because he's so popular, Maddie Matheson. And mm. he started talking about his journey into recovery. And I would just like listen every once in a while. But I knew how much that mattered to me because to know that it's possible for someone to overcome that. I mm. think that that's all someone who is struggling needs to hear sometimes is to just see the evidence that somebody yeah. has overcome this thing that I'm going through. And then once... I realized that I realized how important it was to share. I was not like this. I'll be perfectly honest. There's people, I'm, I, this is my biggest fear. That oh, I, no. One of my biggest fears <laughs> is my past is really awful. I was not a nice person, not to like, mm. obviously everybody, but when you're angry and unhealed and broken and sort of jealous and envious of everything mm. and just angry at the world because of your situation. And, and, and so I was not a, a nice person in my past. And I really have owned that and decided on my healing journey that I really wanted to like tear down literally like a tear down of a home right to the foundation, mm. right? Got to that and did a rebuild on myself. And I knew I had to do that in order to, to heal for my, for my, for my family and friends. And then also I realized, wow, that was so important order in order to be able to operate this company. Mm -hmm. I had, to, I, I realized that what a, what an, what an amazing opportunity that was because now I'm a new person and I'm able to handle things in a much healthier way. I'm able to communicate better with, with other people when, when you're struggling and having conversations, I won't just run away and be angry and then start building resentment and resentment then turns into like hatred and all of it. Like I've learned not to allow that stuff to happen anymore. And it's so important. Um, you know, especially in our communities, like this trauma is real, generational trauma is real, mm -hmm. but I'm a firm, firm believer now in generational healing and that we can completely transform who we once were because I've done it and become a whole new person and not let anyone define you. There's people from my past um, that, you know, I surely have reasons not to like me as a person, yeah. but I honestly like love them all now. And anyone that, you know, say I've had negative feelings within the past, I've like, let it all go it, because it, it, it's, it's helped me feel lighter um, and give my whole life meaning to realize that, you know, when you are working from, I like to call it working from your spirit versus like your external life, you know, like these are like the inner beings of who we are and where we come from. And mm -hmm. then the, I think the, the, the person that we appear in everyday life is not necessarily always the real one. Like that's just, I think our human physical body. And I think mm -hmm. changing who you are from your spirit self is, is really important. Mm -hmm. I know I just was sent a video and basically we're all just like spirits in meat bags, right? <laughs> like this is our like meat bag that decides like how we're taught and this like all this exterior stuff, but it's all about the spirit, like getting back to that. And like, 
let it all go. Like, yes, I, that's a whole other. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast series. And it's How? not easy. Like, I'm, yeah. I need everyone to understand that that is I do that work every single morning. Like that's mm-hmm. part of my daily practice is part of my healing is to prepare myself every day for Oh, that's old Jennifer trait might creep back in, right? But yep. how do I manage that and and continue to try to eradicate those things? And and if you see a, an old seed start to grow, you gotta like rip it out, just like weeds. Um, yeah. and it's it's just it's constant work. It's never going to end, and you got to be okay with that too. Realizing that you're going to slip up, and you're, you know, I, I have, yeah, it's it's not easy for sure. It's daily. Mm-hmm. It's a daily practice. Yes. And I think that that's it. We need to say that so that everybody knows it's not just like, well, now, Jen Harper, you've made it. No, no, no. Like there's still levels and there's still spiritual and emotional things to overcome daily. And I've been like, you know, I've I've been in and out of therapy my whole life. And, you know, sometimes you're doing great. And last year I was like, oh, I need to there's things that I am having trouble letting go. And I've been reading and I've been exercising and meditating and positive doing all the things. And I'm like, okay, so it's coming back in my mind far too regularly. And I feel the resentment in my heart and I don't want to feel like this. So I went back to, I went to a new therapist actually. And really within a few short months and really a few months is very short when you look at a lifespan of humans, right? I was able to like, let it go in a few months. And that's like, that's big, you know, cause like I'm not walking around with that. And, you know, my therapist said, um, I think we're good now, but if something comes up, you know where to find me. And just knowing that like, it's a life journey. It's not like, well, I'm done this program and that's it. It's like, no, like I'm, I, you know, something is going to happen or something's going to trigger me and a next level type of healing has to happen, you know? And to know that like, we are the only ones in charge of seeking that healing because it's within ourselves and no one else can heal it. No one else can like hug you till you feel healed, maybe for a, a night or maybe for this. And that all helps. But at the end of the day, it's all on you to do that for yourself. And you have to seek out the people and the places that are going to help you do that. Right. You said it. You said it all. It's it's all on us, all on us as individuals, because uh, no one's going to do this work for us. We have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so so give us a glimpse of what it's like to be Jen Harper on a day to day. Like, you know, like first this healing all, work. This <laughs> I first think about first. what I'm going to eat most of the time. <laughs> like that's literally in my no. So wake up. It is prayer, meditation and fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully outside this winter, it's been awful. So there hasn't been a lot of outside fitness. I usually walk to work first thing in the morning and then drive, uh, walk home and then come back if I need, if I need my car for something. Um, but I tried to do that, but then there was the last few weeks. So you just have to adapt and adjust. And so I've been really using my treadmill inside to get my fitness done or do weights or use the bike.
quick, but like movement in the morning, but I do miss being outside. So right now, cause I'm not getting that full outside, I'll go outside for like five or 10 minutes and just walk around the park um, across the street from my house to sort of like fill that need for nature. Even though it's winter, mm-hmm. I still love seeing like the bird, like this is fascinates me. Okay. And I know I use this analogy all the time and this is where like that spiritual side of me is so um like driven to constantly pay attention to that like in the winter there this is like barren almost but these birds are constantly eating and taken care of and I always just remember mm. that I'm like okay creator has their back and is taking care of them um surely again that I have no need to worry about anything because I'll be taken care of as well mm. and just like that's why I love nature so much is just because it really helps me connect to the creator when you're when you're out in it it's just in the winter it's harder but it's still beautiful um mm-hmm. And that's like my first thing in the morning. And then, you know, I think we all head to the email inbox, which is, you know, the nightmare of the first thing of the day for work, which unfortunately, so many people have said they block time for it, but I like to get it done straight away and answer and do what I can. Um, And then it's whatever, like whatever, there's so many things happening all the time. Lots of speaking events, right? All, always um, in the in the mix. March is um, Women's History Month, so I feel mm-hmm. like there there's an excess of them happening right now. Um, and then working with like the team, and we're so I just mentioned earlier that this these POs were were really struggling in operationally at the moment. So really working to try to figure out how to fix that. And I'm not an operational expert at all. Like that is mm-hmm. not my strength. And so really relying on our on our team to to help figure this part out and build systems and processes to help make things more efficient for everyone and less stress for everyone. Uh, and then working with not only like the marketing team and the creative teams about future projects, um, campaigns, but also the, the, the next launch into Sephora. So March 17th, we're going to hit, I think, 25 of the new locations that have the, the 26 SKUs, including those now um, AKA complexion pencils, but will be called unifying multi-pencils now. Um just because that's just a much better description of what these things can do. And so that's mm-hmm. going to be in all those stores. So this is a big deal wow. for our brand because one going into the complexion face category is really challenging. So I'm, I'm excited and nervous at the same time. And mm-hmm. then um, working on like we went, I was in, Los Angeles last month, I try to hit like one trade show in the industry per year, one to see what's new in terms of sustainability when it comes to packaging or ingredients. So -hmm. that's always an important place that we attend and you get to meet um, like industry leaders and, and really like in our community, and this is, I know Indigenous entrepreneurs are listening to this. This is where I weasel my way in essentially (laughs) onto like in front of people, in front of panels or organizations that could possibly help 
learn about your brand and tell your story and help you tell your story. And that's sometimes what it's all about. It's really hard. I'm always uncomfortable because I'm like, hi, I'm Jen Harper. And like no one, especially in the U.S., like no one knows anything about um, a lot of smaller brands in, in the United States. And the United States is so, it is a whole different beast compared to doing business in Canada. Like we're talking, they don't care about anything. Like I'm trying to figure mm. out, I'm like, what do these people in America care about? Money. Right? So yeah. I was like, okay. So then you, as a, you know, entrepreneur, you always have to figure out, you have to be so adaptable and figure out what is the most important per- thing to the person you're talking to and then curate and adapt the way you pitch your conversation to that person because the only way they're going to pay attention to you is probably within the first 30 seconds, but you have to say something that's going to actually one, help them or their business do better or something that's going to help them personally. So it's really just like make it all about them to really try to figure out how to connect. And that's, I think one of the skills I had in my sales career that I have adapted into becoming an entrepreneur because it's truly in life, people want to know, okay, how's this, what's, what's in it for me? That's what people want to know at mm. the end of the day. Most people, not everybody, I shouldn't say that, but a lot of people want to know, well, how am I going to benefit from this? And if you can tell them that within 30 seconds, um, then I, you generally will get a second conversation, a second meeting, lunch, dinner, whatever you're after in order to truly engage them on in, in the mission that you're on and want to get them involved in. And then like the, the, and this is like, that's like one day. And so it's, yeah. And I'm really focused right now on, um, uh, creating new avenues for sales and wholesale opportunities for the brand. Um, you know, we have these two big launches happening, but then we, we got to be thinking about what's, what's happening in 2024 and 2025. And then how do we, if we're going to scale and say, we get Sephora USA now, where are we getting, um, the the financing or capital to mm. fund that next set of launches because when you're in a product-based business you're carrying such an enormous amount of inventory that mm-hmm. you need a huge amount of capital to make that like no you can't just it's not easy to afford to launch into any retailer because the expectation is so much greater I think people don't realize that you know brands are we're paying for shelf space. Mm -hmm. You're paying for marketing programming with these retailers. Um, And so it comes at a huge expense to be working with a retailer. And you have to figure out, even as an entrepreneur, if that's the right opportunity for you. Because if you're doing well with your your e-commerce, why don't even consider that if you don't need to do that, right? If Mm -hmm. for Cheekbone, and I really have been transparent about this with everyone, I was like, okay, if I'm going in this, it's like I'm going big and and we knew we wanted to like build a big big brand that would have global presence one day and so that's why these relationships for us with retailers are are really important and critical mhm i can you're so smart I don't know. I, you must hear that all the time. No. But like, yes, you are. <laughs> I, I did yes. so bad in school. So that's one thing I do not hear all the time. <laughs> what? I was no, not school a good is student. different yeah. though. <laughs> school is very different. I agree. It's very, you yeah. know, 
It's like that's not where life happens. No, they don't. And they teach don't know how to of... teach everyone properly. That's what yeah. I, I have two kids and one academic who like obviously fits the school system perfectly, yep. and another one who is very much like me. That was like, um, I don't like learning like this, and you have to yep. figure. And once I figured out what I loved, and which was obviously entrepreneurship for me, that's where then when you thrive. So yep. I love telling young folks that like figure out what you love because that's, that's where it. you're going to thrive. Yep. A hundred percent. That's where all your energy goes. So like we just blew past the, like, I can't even, I could talk to you all the friggin' day, oh. but like before we wrap up, cause uh, you know, it's that time. What advice do you have for those indigenous entrepreneurs who are just starting out on their journey of entrepreneurship? So I usually give this advice about consistency because again, Jen, I have, I just, Jen Harper has no great skills or anything special. Mm -hmm. I just consistently woke up every day and worked on cheekbone beauty for the last seven years and did something to like push this brand idea forward. But I think now I just want our people to think as big as you possibly can and not get afraid of that. Cause Mm -hmm. I honestly think with me having these crazy wild big ideas early has also helped us grow the way we have right and Mm -hmm. and then found people that could rally around us namely people with money like Raven Capital (laughs) to jump in our circle and join us right because you need that part but I think like I want our people to think bigger and like think one and think bigger and sustainably the world needs so much change right now and it needs support in terms of environmental issues and if you think massive and just like just would if you could had no like money was not the object and you could build and make whatever you think that would make this darn planet a better place. Mm-hmm. And then like, and then obviously find it in something that you're super passionate about. Um, it's like, it's, it's like you'd be dancing for the rest of your life. Like you'd be so Aww. happy. Yeah. Jen, you'd be dancing for the rest of your life. I love that. What? Aww. I just want to friggin' hug you and Aww, thank you. Air hug. Yes. Okay. We're both back. doing We're it. We're going to go meet up soon at, I need to go to like a spa and remember that spa in like Gatineau. I do. All right. Where yes. we bought the Walmart bathing suits. We bought matching Walmart <laughs> bathing suits, by the way, because we're that cool. Let's match. Like, and they were like floral. And I'm not going to yes. call out an older woman, but I would feel like it's a floral older woman bathing suit, which I'm yeah. not going to lie. I am 46, so I probably fit that category. <laughs> but they like were strapless yeah. and like one piece. Yeah. And, yeah. They were we had, yeah. And you know, and I loved it. I yeah. loved it. Oh my God. So um, fun. So friggin' fun. We can't wait to see cheekbone everywhere. If anyone's going to do it, it's you. You have so much love and support behind you. Um, and I hope more people tell you how smart you are. So Aww, everyone go buy all the cheekbone <laughs> yes, things. <laughs> Take the selfies in front of the cheekbone displays. <gasps> do all the things. Yeah. Support our girl because uh, you know, and we need to see all that. Stores that don't have cheekbone there's 50 more in Canada that we need to be in like yep. demand it like say oh. I am an indigenous and I'm demanding cheekbone beauty in your store Sephora is going to call me and yell at me now but oh well 
Yeah, and put that shit on TikTok too yeah. while you're taping. Yeah, yeah, do it, do it. We're starting a movement, guys. That's what we're doing. Oh my god. Thank okay. you so much, Jen. Thank and you. Love we're going to I love you too. Let's talk soon. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Pow Wow Pitch podcast dedicated to empowering indigenous entrepreneurs. The Pow Wow Pitch podcast is recorded at the Adawe Indigenous Business Hub Studio, powered by NACA. Thank you to our co-presenting partners, RBC, Shopify, and MasterCard. And to our producers, Victoria Lennox and Cyprian Shalankiewicz. And to everyone who makes Pow Wow Pitch possible. Be sure to visit powwowpitch.org to explore how we can support you to start your business and sign up to our newsletter to learn more about the Pow Wow Pitch competition, the Indigenous Entrepreneur Awards, the Indigenous Startup Program, the Pow Wow Pitch Box, and powwowmarket.com. Until next time, I am your host, Sunshine Tanasco. Miigwech. Miigwech.